it's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. And just like that, we're back. <laughs> we are back. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. What's up, everybody? You have made it to the halfway point of the week. In fact, it is game week. You're halfway there. And, you know, you don't have any uh, NFL preseason games to watch because, you know, they changed that up, right? Playing fewer NFL preseason games, take a week off, and then the NFL season actually begins next week. So, I mean, this is it. Like, you know, no games tonight, and then you're watching college football uh, tomorrow night. I don't know if you realize that. Let me see here. Let me double check. Let me double check. Make sure you guys some- Yep. You're watching college football tomorrow night that counts. And that's kind of a, a tradition that goes way back, right? Is uh, you have this big, well, this big, a big or at least a teaser or two of good matchups on that initial Thursday night that actually kind of get it kicked off for you uh, for the whole weekend. So and there may be some Friday games, too. I'll check it out and see. All of that coming up. And... I know it's going to seem like a continuation of yesterday. But I got to thinking more about it. <laughs> the whole disrespect card, you know, that that Mississippi State right now is holding in its pocket. People picking them last and all this. And, and like we said yesterday, we debated, you know, is it, can you justify that? Can anybody justify them being picked so low? Or is it really pretty egregious? And we all kind of agreed, yeah, there's really nothing to base it on. Uh, other than, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what we came up with that, you know, the, the low expectations for outside of Mississippi State, uh, you know, media-wise, the low expectations. I don't know what they're basing it on. But there's another kind of way of getting at that, and I thought about this overnight and into the day and debated this in my head, and I don't know that I can come up with a specific example, but the question would be, can you think, in recent memory, of any SEC team that had as many things coming back to its advantage on paper as State does and be predicted and picked so low? All right, so we'll get at that, and you know what some of those are. When you really start to look at them and say them out loud, you go, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I can think of anyone. All right, so we'll get into some of that as well. Uh, the first thing I see today from anybody listening to the show, and by the way, welcome everybody. You can be a part of it, and I hope you will be. I'll tell you how to do that coming up. I got a comment here right off the top on the live stream, over here on the live comments thread, on the live stream on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Kobe's on YouTube, and he said, first thing, that he has Mississippi State going 9-3 and three this year. So my question to you, Kobe, is, you got your prediction in, so who are the three losses? Who are you chalking up as three losses? And that'll tell us who we think the, the wins are going to be. Uh, the watchman followed up and said he got 10-2. and two. So same thing for you. I need to know who the two losses are if that's your 
prediction for the year, and we'll come back to that. You can text the show and be a part of it. I hope you will. On the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. You can uh, text me at 885-3776. Got it? That's a 601 number, 885-3776. Another way to remember it is 885-ESPN. And when you text or when you call or comment, you know, you're a part of the conversation. It's kind of like, you know, grabbing a chair, pulling up to the table with us and plop down and just jump right on in. I'll even pour you some hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. Mm. Come on. All right, so the Watchman on YouTube says they're going 10-2 and two with losses to Alabama and LSU. So that's who he's got the losses. Thanks for the response. You can also call me on the Divinity phone, the number to call, 995-1059, 601 number, 995-1059. Give me a call. We'll chat it up. Yesterday we had a day that was full of phone calls and everything. We really got into it yesterday. And, I have, you know, once we get some games going on, which starts this weekend, uh, you know, around here anyway, my experience in the past is it really does pick up because we have so many different things that we have to sort of hash out, right? All right, and first text that I get today on the text line, the country-pleasing text line, is from Tony in Vicksburg. And uh, he said, Hey, Matt, I was watching Marty... And McGee interviewed Coach Arnett on SEC Now, and they asked him about his go-to music. Coach said he was a big fan of the Allman Brothers Band and mentioned Statesboro Blues as a favorite song. I knew there was something I liked about him besides his coaching ability. <laughs> he said, so here's the deal, Matt. Knowing Coach Arnett likes the Allman Brothers Band, you should convince a Davis Way DJ or whoever they call that person that plays music, consider the following Lyrical song clips during games. Uh, whipping post with State's defense has an opponent backed inside their own five-yard line. His favorite, Tony's favorite, wasted words. When the ref blows a call, he wants me to pass this along to the DJ. Hail State, love the show from Tony in Vicksburg. Well, you know what, Tony, I'm going to do? I'm just going to copy and paste. Okay, I'm going to copy your text, paste it into a text, and just send it on to somebody else and let them... Do with it what they will. How about that? And, and Tony, um, I mean, no wonder. You know the names of the songs. You already are able to associate them with certain times in a ball game. <laughs> so, I, you know, I would not get in the way of that. I'll just pass it along. How about that? Thanks for sending that in. You can be like Tony and text the show. Even ideas go anywhere you want to go with it today on the country-pleasing text line, country-pleasing sausage. I had uh, jalapeno and cheddar this morning for breakfast. Uh, a little later, I got hungry and uh, fried up some, I'm telling the truth, fried up some of the original smoked sausage flavor. And there are witnesses to that. My family saw it, too. So I'm not making it up. The problem is that, you know, starting to eat a little bit too much of it, like go through it too quickly. Kind of want to make it last. Unnamed texture says it all boils down to the first real game, which is against LSU. And I, I actually would beg to differ. I think the first real game is week two against Arizona. Uh, but you say against LSU. If State comes out with the win against LSU, then it'll show that Arnett is picking right up where Leach left off. That's why all the predictions are so low for them. It's a fresh coach, and they look at that worse than losing all the seniors. 
Yeah, but I don't really understand that, uh, to be honest with you, because it's not a full-on coaching change like, like you go through in most coaching scenarios where one guy is fired, whole staff is out of there, minus one or two, and you know, new coach comes in, hires a new staff, new coordinators, sometimes new schemes, all those kinds of things. You know, you do have new staff and turnover on offense, but you don't defensively. And to me, you know, you there's got to be again, and we talk about these low media predictions and expectations for this Mississippi State team in the preseason. You talk about that and you go, okay, I understand. If you're going to say on one hand that the turnover on the offensive staff is a check mark against, then then wouldn't the fact that the head coach has been coaching the defense there for three years prior, has recruited every defensive player you have for three years prior, has coordinated the defense, and has coached with every coach on the defensive side of the ball for three years prior. The only one that is sort of in a new position is the safeties coach, who's the young guy, who was coaching safeties last year as one of the GA guys. And he was like very active on game days and all that kind of stuff. So I, I guess what I'm saying, I understand it. Like, and I've even said that. And and it's the truth. There is a some some turnover happening on the offensive side. And there is going to be there is going to be some what do you call it? Transition and, and a period of time where you got to go play somebody else and really work that thing into what it's going to be and its identity on offense because that is a change, yes. But you're not doing that on defense. I mean, nothing's new on defense. Do you see what I'm saying? So if you're going to recognize turnover on one side, don't you have to recognize continuity on the other? That's the thing to me. This isn't like when Moorhead and his entire staff were out, offense and defense, in comes Leach with an entire new offense and defensive staff and entirely new offensive and defensive schemes, both sides of the ball. It's not that type of transition at all. Yes, so so if you were to look at if you were to look at sort of the makeup of your team in four personnel areas. See if you can go with me on this. I'm coming to a phone call right after it, and then we'll continue the conversation. But if you're looking at your team in four personnel areas, you ready? Defensive coaching staff, defensive players. And then offensive coaching staff, offensive players. Four categories, right? Well, listen, three of the four are the same for this state team that won nine games last year. I'm not discounting having to go through a scheme change on offense. But that that of those four personnel categories that are the most per, important personnel categories you have on a team, offensive players, defensive players, offensive staff, defensive staff, the only one that's turnover is offensive staff. That's it. This ain't like most coaching changes. Why don't people recognize that and point that out? Seriously. Why don't they point that out? The same exact defensive staff and scheme. The same exact bunch of players, including the two leading tacklers in the SEC, back. Ain't a thing different. Nothing. And they're healthier than they were at this point last year going into the first game. 
nothing different offensive in terms of you know players except what you know a receiver who transferred out and your center graduated so technically four of the five linemen are returning starters the deal is though like we said yesterday everybody on your offensive line are seniors and every one of them have started games in their career so let's just all I'm saying is look at their deal the same way you look at other deals and anytime you've said okay well coaching change is the reason you are discounted well then basically what you're saying is you give no credit whatsoever to the fact that they ain't no change on defense. None whatsoever. None. You're not giving them any credit for that. You're basically saying that Zach Arnett ain't going to cut it. <laughs> That's what they're saying. If you're willing to look at that team with what they have, which is, as we've said, 27 seniors. Seniors, redshirt seniors, grad seniors. 11 of them grad seniors. 27 seniors in your 2D. Not even on your team. I'm talking about in your 2 deep. A senior in your 2 deep, at least one in every position on the field except one. All your linemen back. Quarterback back. Receivers back. All your defensive front back. Your linebacker core, the entire thing is back. And two of the four starting spots in your secondary are back. And the other starting spots are guys who were on your team last year. With a quarterback who is a fourth-year starter, okay, and I know he played in the air raid, but he's going to set the all-time passing mark. He's probably going to set the all-time completion percentage mark. He's back. Starting tailback is back. I mean, has there ever been a team with all of that back that the media was so poor mouth about? There, you, you can't find one. As long as you cannot find another example of it. Can't do it. All right, your texts, your comments coming up. We've got a long way to go, so let me get started. Over to the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Swamp Dog on line one. What's up, Swamp? Doing this morning. I'm great. Good to hear from you. Man, I'm calling you from way down south Louisiana. Although, don't get confused. I'm a born and bred Mississippi State guy. Uh, I got a couple of things to add, just in terms of uh, you know the disrespect that Mississippi State gets, you know. And I've got a kind of unique perspective because being way down here, I don't get a whole lot of, of Mississippi State news, obviously. But you know, for me, having to search and find and and research and do whatever I can to get state information, you know, it just occurred to me. Well, first and foremost, I was a you know 25 years retired. As a as a marketing executive with a you know with a entertain, entertainment and hospitality industry. Oh, cool! So I know a little bit about marketing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the bottom line, as far as disrespect goes, I, in my opinion, is just strictly that you know the media doesn't bother to do the research. You know, they they they, they base their ranking off of you know what our schedule says mm. and all the hype around the, the teams that we play. Yeah, I think personally, I think it all comes down to branding. Hmm. You know, it's just a matter of Mississippi State, and I hate to say this, you know, of course, keep in mind, I am a Mississippi State fan, but we do a absolutely terrible job marketing our team and branding our team. 
You know, if you look, take a look around the SEC, and I have, I've done a lot of research on this for no other reason than uh, I got a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the only team that, that probably maybe do a little worse than we do is Vanderbilt. Okay. And, you know, even Kentucky, you know, which is a basketball school, has done a better job in marketing, you know, their brand. Hmm. And I think what it comes down to is that, you know, you got all these other schools, you know, that have all this information and all these, all these, you know, great podcasts. And, and by the way, I think you have the only, you know, professional podcast, you know, that focuses on Mississippi State. And, you know, and I know you don't necessarily want a lot of competition, but, you know, this is like the only school that I know of that only has one. Hmm. I mean, there are others, but, you know, I just find it to be, you know, very unprofessional. You know, they, they, they report some of their news, you know, but at the same time, you know, the way it's presented, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's just not what, you know, the national media would consider, um, I guess, respectful or, or professional. You know, mm-hmm. they don't, I don't, I, and really kind of started me down this road was, was the NIL. You know, is the fact that, you know, the era that we live in, you know, these players that are from all over the country, these fans of Mississippi State that live all over the country, you know, they don't see Mississippi State in a positive light. You know, you don't get the information that you get, you know, when you live in Tupelo or in Starville or, or in the Delta, okay. for that matter. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so outside of the state, yeah, that's a good point. Well, outside of the state and, and within the state. You know, and I hate to say it again, you know, it's just, I think your show is the only show that, that presents this Mississippi State in a, in a professional, positive manner. Hmm. You know, there's, there's others out there, but I just hate to say it. It's just not on par with all the other schools in the SEC, with the exception of maybe Vanderbilt. That's interesting. You know, um, and, and part of it, I was thinking about a million different things as you were talking, uh, Swamp Dog, and like, you know, for marketing, branding. To me, there's almost like, you know, and I'm not even, I wouldn't say that I'm the expert. I certainly am not, have not been involved in tons of, of like, you know, uh, industry research, but I would think you got two channels when it comes to marketing branding and one is media and all forms of media and that would be like content but the other is going to be the other is going to be like a person to person relationship type of deal right where and i guess what i mean by that is you know if you have people who are plugged in to whether it be media outlets or working at the SEC network or maybe even somebody in your athletics department who's constantly you know, I don't know, <laughs> whining and dining or buttering up, you know, TV personalities to get all that, then then maybe that's what it takes. And that's something that you'd have to build over a long period of time. And I, I can't really speak to what is and isn't going on. I just know that if you look to, I think to your point, other schools over the years, over the long haul, Swamp Dog have done a better job of like taking some of their past alumni and plugging them in in media spots and and putting them front facing and like you say having things that are out there that are you know really branded as sort of that school like if you look at just for example like if you look at the sec network man there's a ton of like uh, lsu guys and, and bama and georgia guys and that makes sense those are huge fan bases with schools with a lot of success but that can only help them that they get those kind of guys plugged and people plugged into those positions that's just another thought as you were talking about it I totally agree with you, and, and it's just a, 
I think it really starts at the school, you know, because I, you know, I, I had hopes that, that, you know, when the new AD came in, that, that they would be, you know, I guess cleaning house in that aspect, you know, somebody that's coming from, from Oklahoma, which has a, you know, a nationwide brand, yet he would recognize the fact that, you know, that would be something that happened to be addressed, you know, at Mississippi State. Yeah. And, you know, we all love Mississippi State and what it stands for. It's, you know, the blue collar schools are, you know, rough and tough football players, and that's what we all love about them. You know, but at the same time, you know, you, you can't have, you know, Bob and, and, and Fred, you know, running, running all your media. Hmm. You know, it's just, you can't have that. You know, it, it sounds like, it looks like an old guard, you know, communication uh, department. You know, even the, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube, obviously, it's the only place I can find Mississippi State stuff, is, you know, even the press conferences. I mean, you can't even hear the question. I mean, it's just ran so unprofessionally. Hmm. You know, you look at these old schools, you know, I mean, I know we're not Alabama, and I know we're not Georgia. We don't have that money to, to compete at that level, but we, we have to strive to get close. You know, we have to do better in all aspects of the game, which is food, marketing, and branding. Yeah. If we expect to get NIL and the attention that we want. Really interesting stuff. And uh, the music's cutting us off now, Swamp Dog. But I appreciate your phone call. Don't be a stranger. Call me anytime, all right? I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Just getting started. Lots of texts and comments to get to. I promise. Stick around. Your sports. It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. All right, here we go. What'd you think about all that? I had a great call from Swamp Dog. He thinks uh, that part of the reason State is always underpredicted and underappreciated, it seems like in the preseason, because uh, marketing and branding is on not on par with other places. That was his thought. Appreciate his thoughts. His call on the Divinity Equipment phone. Like I said, you can text me. You can comment on the live thread. All of that coming up. Your texts, Tim and Jeremy and MSU 1980 and, and Drug Dog and Nick and Unnamed and Mailman and Jeremy and everybody coming to y'all. Uh, I'm going to get caught up here on some comments on the live thread. The live comments thread on the live stream. YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter. Matthew commented on YouTube, said, Hail State Matt from the middle of Colorado, headed to Georgia for Friday with a load of beef, halfway to game day. That's it. We're halfway there. Man, be careful on the road, up and down hills, right? Little bitty hills in Colorado. <laughs> Going from Colorado to Georgia. He is covering some ground. Sven, talking about State, said 8-4, and four, and I'd be happy. But I'll take nine or ten wins, too. Yeah, I bet you will. Debbie gave us a shout-out on Facebook. She says, Hail State, ready for Saturday, and go dogs. Gene commented, said, State in 2014, we were the only team who was unranked in the preseason to beat three top ten teams and became number one for five weeks. Yeah, I mean, again, it's not like it just started, and that is an underappreciation of State. 
uh, from preseason media. That's it's a story that happens uh, constantly. Bill commented on Facebook and he said, "Is that your initials on your hat?" Yeah, check out my hat. If you're on the live stream, check it out. See, it looks like MW for for Matt Wyatt. It's a pretty cool looking logo, isn't it? And this is one. I normally don't wear a lot of black hats, but this one fits perfectly. No, that. So look, MW does stand for Matt Wyatt, but it it really what this is is Murray West. Look it up at MurrayWest.com. It's a really cool uh, Mississippi company, sort of uh, homegrown Mississippi company that is booming and has grown into a big business. Murray West. It's a uh, embroidery company it began as a you know like a you know screen printing and a t-shirt and embroidery business by one man rick murray in new albany all the way back in 1996 and has just grown over the years and they're a really cool company and they have some cool things about them i'm going to tell tell you about them as we get going forward but look them up there murraywest.com and that's where this came from murray west but i wanted to wear it because it kind of looks like matt Wyatt. <laughs> it's a nice fit. Yeah, check it out. It's a really neat company. And I'll tell you more about them. All right. Uh, text line. Tim on the country pleasing text line said, Great idea with the Allman Brothers. How about Ain't Wasting No More Time? Is that an Allman Brothers song? I wouldn't know. I have to look it up. Jeremy said, With the new system, what would you expect Will's stats to look like for someone to say he was successful in two different systems? Well, uh, I mean, what, high completion percentage? Let's say you go from 70 to 68 with lower percentage throws. Well, that would be a big victory because you're going to pump it further down the field. You're going to see more blitz, more people in the box. Uh, explosive plays go up. You know, if you keep those touch, if you, if you start pushing that, somewhere between 25 to 30 or more touchdown throws in a year in an offense like this and keep the turnovers under 10, keep your interceptions in single digits and still go out there and ring that bell at about 3,000 yards passing, then I would say that would doubt that would, that would put to, uh, to rest any doubts is what I would say. And that's just thinking off the top of my head. I, it's pretty, pretty easy to do when you just throw out round numbers like that. <laughs> Uh, MSU 1980 says, Matt, I think most of the polls are made up of lazy people that don't want to do any real analysis, but make their poll selections based on how they voted in the past. Many people, including some state people, don't give state the credit they deserve. Yeah, I don't know. It's like they don't believe what they see. And, well, really, it's one of two things. Either they don't believe what they see or they don't know what they are seeing. And maybe you have some of, some of both in that regard. And... Uh, you know, here's another thing, kind of like we were talking about earlier, you know, in, in mass, our, our media world has all gone to, you know, you just got to get attention. You just have to get attention, right? Like if you're, I'm sure there are people at big box media places and some very successful, you know, folks that might tell you, Hey, look, you can be as accurate as you want to be, but if you don't get attention, you don't survive. So you got to get attention, right? Well, the easiest way, the quickest, cheapest way to get attention is to be um, be the oddball. 
So you can either be the oddball one way and be more brilliant than anybody, amazingly brilliant, and just draws attention constantly, or move that needle to the other end. You can just be, <laughs> get attention. You can be the loudest in the room or the dumbest in the room. But either way, you're getting attention, right? Well, frankly, that's the easy route over here, the loudest and the dumbest. And so, so this is what a lot of is going on and in, in large part. Hey, uh, so I got a text from Will. He says, born, raised, currently live in Georgia, but went to Mississippi State for graduate degree. He said, I'm not sure if you've covered this already, but I'm looking forward to the complete social media meltdown by Georgia fans when they realize at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Saturday that their game is only available by streaming. <laughs> Would love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I got to be honest with you. Will, I didn't realize that was the case. Uh, somehow... Somehow it was lost on me that Georgia's game is not on linear television. Okay, let's look at this. Yeah, number one Georgia, five Central, six Eastern. It's on ESPN Plus slash SEC Network Plus. So you got to stream it online. That would be a first, wouldn't it? That's the first time in the history. Welcome to we are making history this weekend in that way, y'all. The defending national champion, does not play its season opening game on linear television meaning a television channel like ESPN ESPNU or you know something it's streaming on the plus or on the SEC plus which is honestly okay <clears throat> maybe there'll be a big meltdown from people who are not used to that sort of thing but it's it's the thing of the future and when you're like us will the way we watch sporting events I'm sure to me there's no difference there's just no difference turning on a game on my smart TV that's on the quote-unquote app, SEC Plus or ESPN Plus, versus turning on YouTube TV on my same smart TV and clicking on an ESPN channel. There's just no difference to me. That's one cool thing about it. It's just that the streaming version is a lot more like easily accessible on your phone than the others. Look at here. After the rant we went on yesterday, Nick has sent me a photo. Sitting at a red light. Car in front of him is turning right. Nothing coming. And the car just sitting there waiting on it to turn green. Does not know that the rule is you can turn right on red when nothing is coming. <laughs> See, they weren't listening yesterday, Nick, apparently. Uh, Jackson Mailman, Texas Show, said not only are all of that uh, back on the team. The schedule is easier without Georgia. All right. So I'm going back. Let's just reset it. I'm going to continue to reset it until this season starts to play out. <laughs> they have picked State last. They've run them down. Even your own quote-unquote SEC network, which it ain't the SEC network. It's the Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and Tennessee network, period. End of story. You know it. I know it. They know it. <clears throat> uh, you know, look just have undervalued, underappreciated state incessantly this offseason, preseason coming into this year, and all these things. I said, Has there, there's never been a team with this much advantage coming back to be this run down by the media in the preseason. You can't find an example. <laughs> 27 seniors, 11 of those grad seniors, 
for the five starting offensive linemen, all five starting offensive linemen are seniors. They all five have started and played games for you, including like six or seven of them have. Okay, starting quarterback back, fourth year starting quarterback who is a record setter. I know he played in the air raid, completion percentage, yards, all that stuff. Tailback back, receivers back, all American kick returner back, punt returner back. Defensively, the entire defensive front back. Well, I know Cam Young went, but all these guys started and played for you. It ain't like Pickering hadn't started and played games for you. It knows he has. The entire linebacking group back. Now, I know you lose Tyrus Wheat, but here's what we know. Bookie Watson, Jet Johnson, the two leading tacklers in the SEC returning. They are one and two in the same group on the same team that everybody says is going to finish last. Deshaun Page has started and played games for you. And two of your four starting defensive back spots are players who return. And the one, one of those others who's not a returning starter has been playing for four or five years for you and has played a ton of games and snaps for you. So all of that coming back. The entire defensive staff is back. The defensive scheme has not changed. <laughs> and as you say, eight home games on an easier schedule than a year ago in which they won nine games. I'm not telling you State's going to be a world beater. I'm not even making a prediction on wins and losses. I don't know. Let's go play the games. But what I'm telling you is you can't find a recent example of one team that had all those things going for it that's been this undervalued in the preseason ever. You can't find an example. For whatever it's worth. But I digress. <laughs> and work that in there. More text, more comments coming up. Stick around. From the amazing hits. That one is huge. To all the amazing plays. Matt Wyatt has got it all for you. Just listen to that. Hey, all right. Lots to get to. Lots of comments on the uh, live thread over there on YouTube and Facebook. So coming to that, David and Will and Watchman and everybody, Sven, Hilton, Blind Squirrel, all that coming to y'all. Um, texts line coming to you and phones are open too. We'll hit that in just a sec. Jeremy texted the show on the country pleasing text line, country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves all around the Southeast. It is the best sausage, hands down. He said, Matt, how cool did it get last night in Tupelo? It was 76 this morning in Vicksburg at 6 a.m. Hopefully that sticks around. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was much cooler than that in <laughs> Tupelo, I'll tell you. Uh, and I, I went out there this morning. Our schedule was a little off this morning. Um, and so I was not out there actually as early as I usually am between 6, 6.15, so I was out there just a little bit later. But it said that we got down to 62, and I can promise you that it felt like that because the wind was blowing too. I took the garbage can down to the road, and I was like, man, I could go long sleeves and enjoy it, which is such a departure from what we had, what, a week ago even. All right, over to the phone line, the Divini Equipment phone line, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact, means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else right here at home 
at Divinity. Robert on line one. Thanks for calling, Robert. What's up? Matt. Hey. Hello? Hey, go ahead. You got it. Hello? Hey, I got you. I don't know. He can't hear me. Robert, I'm sorry, man. I don't know what the deal is. Got to hit the button or what? <laughs> Tried it. Tried it. All right. Uh, back over to the live stream. Let's see what we got right here. So Kobe, who commented earlier today on the live thread, on the Murray West live thread. How about these threads? Check out these threads. The Murray West logo. It kind of looks like Matt Wyatt, doesn't it? M. W. I want to just say, I wish I'd have thought of that before they did. <laughs> Such a great logo. But that's embroidery right there. See? So it's kind of raised. So speaking of thread, on the live thread, the Murray West live thread. Kobe said his three losses that he predicted in nine and three would have been LSU, South Carolina, Alabama. So LSU would be a home loss, South Carolina be a road loss, and Alabama be a home loss. Um, yeah, and you know, you think about it too. So if that's what the losses are, and let's say hypothetically, if they do go nine and three and those are the losses, then it's a pretty neat deal because it would mean responding to back to back losses. It'd be starting two and zero, oh, and then going two and two with losses to LSU at home, South Carolina on the road, but responding and really playing well and keeping some people healthy. So appreciate that, Kobe. Hope that happens. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Timothy on uh, the live thread on YouTube said, I'm just waiting on field paint. <laughs> state script or M state at the 50, and if the end zone will be maroon or not. Now, I don't know about the end zones, but I will tell you this, Timothy, if you look at, uh, if you look up Zach Selman, AD, state AD on Twitter, X now, he put on X today that uh, is a picture of them painting, the beginning of them painting the state script logo out at midfield you know, facing uh, the west side of the stadium. So I think there's your there's your answer. All right, let's go back over to the phone and see if we can try it again with Robert. He held on for a good bit, and uh, appreciate your patience. Robert, you've got it, man. What's up? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you loud and clear. Good, good. Listen, I was looking at your uh, 3D roster for the football team and thought you'd gotten it mixed up with the basketball team. If we ever had uh, – that many guys, 6'8 and 6'9"? Yeah. You know, have we had that many? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, that would be I a mean, fun... I mean, how does that... Yeah. That'd be a fun thing to look up. Robert? I guess there's a... Is any height advantage or height disadvantage with guys <laughs> that fall? Yeah, you know... Okay, I, here's what I would say about it is... Generally, longer, taller, an advantage, right? But not always. You know, mm-hmm. cer- certainly there are guys who, you know, carry uh, more than their fair share of the load for a team, and they might not be the biggest guy out there. They could be the smallest guy, you know. So it takes a – but generally, that size is going to be good for you. And, you know – On the offense? Y- Wait a minute. I thought you were talking about the basketball team here. I got mixed okay. up. I'm talking about the football team. Oh, you said basketball. No, I, I said I thought you got it mixed up with basketball. <laughs> I was looking okay. at 
three deep and you've got six eight and six nine guys yeah listed is there a six nine on there i didn't realize that if there is yeah so who yeah, there's would, a six nine on there gosh I, I did not realize that there was a six nine on the roster i knew that what the backup tackle Percy Lewis is listed at six eight. There might be one more, but I didn't realize there was a six yeah. nine listed somewhere. Wow! I've got a six nine on there, and I was also wondering about the lack of height on wide receiver. Mm. Yeah, we don't have. Uh, we got five ten, five eleven. Well, Maybe let's see. One six four guy. Yeah. Two guy. Yeah, yeah, because Justin Robinson out. He's starting on one side. He's six. He's he may be listed six four, but he's every bit of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you know the truth is, yeah, I would. You'd rather have you know more than one tall, long guy, uh, certainly, but you know you're transitioning away from having that many, you know, stand up outside receivers on your roster anyway. You're putting some tight ends on there and more slot guys, and so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, not for me personally. That's not something I'm too worried about going into the year. Would be length or size on the outside. Now, if you if you were to lose and not be able to play with Justin Robinson, then certainly it does make it look different. But but that's not something that bothers me too much. You know, you can at that position. You know, you you take a six foot guy and a six one and a six four. I, you know, at that position, I'm not really sure it matters all that much, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. You show. I'm glad you posted that 3D uh, with the height and weight Yeah. Uh, of the football team. Yeah. It's pretty good with uh, a lot of seniors and uh, graduates playing this year. I don't know what we're going to look like next year, but I guess we'll worry about that next year. <laughs> we'll worry about We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, I appreciate it, Robert. Thank you. And that's something. Okay, that, that's, thanks. Thank you. That's something I brought up yesterday too. You know, there was a little bit of reaction to that. Um, twenty-seven seniors listed on your two deep depth chart. You know, it's not a three deep. It, there are some where it says or, but there's a two deep. Twenty-seven seniors. So I um. But the thing is, the way they are listing these, you've got fourth, fifth, and sixth-year players. So if you look, for example, Will Rogers listed as senior, SR. Well, that's a fourth-year guy, senior, because he played in 20 as a freshman, 21 sophomore, 22 junior. This will be 23 senior. But here's what we know. He's got a lot more eligibility left, right, because 20 doesn't count still for anybody. 2020 was a free year. That's a COVID year. So he can come back for that one if he wants to. The other thing is he's never used a red shirt, right? So technically that's another year of eligibility available to these guys if they are listed as seniors, but they get hurt or something, and you can even play in four games and still red shirt. So if it's listed on the roster as SR senior, that's fourth-year player. If it's listed as red shirt senior or R-SR, that's a fifth-year player. And even fifth-year guys will still have the option for another year <laughs> uh, because of COVID, because of 2020, if they choose to come back. Now, then you see them listed as GR. That's graduate or grad senior. Those are the sixth-year players that 
in my understanding, don't have another year to come back from. That's the way I understand that. Now, if I'm off, y'all feel free to educate me on it. That's what I'm looking at. So you've got 11 of those. You've got 11 grad seniors in the two deep on both sides. But including fourth and fifth-year players along with the sixth-year players, that's 27 in your two deep. So I guess the point that I'm making, Robert, is that just because you got 27 guys listed in your two deep doesn't mean that all 27 of those are moving on and not going to play for you anymore. Uh, a bunch of those will come back and play some more. It's one thing about football season. It's almost like me as, you know, getting on the air with y'all every day. Not you, it's me. I got to get in gear <laughs> because this time of year I start to get behind on texts and calls and comments and everything, you know. And so thank goodness we got a couple of hours. Only one hour in the books. Got a whole other hour to go, and I'll, I'll continue to work my way through it. John from John's texted the show. He said, I think State and Ole Miss both will be 8-3 and three headed into the Egg Bowl. Well, that'd be a fun one. If they're both 8-3 and three headed into the Egg Bowl, you'd have two ranked teams, I would think. And Ghost Pepper said, if I'm Arnett, I love the fact that we're always underappreciated. Heck of a lot better way to exceed expectations than not meet them. And that's a good point, too. All right, more of your texts, more of your thoughts, your comments on the thread, all coming up in Hour 2. Stick around. 